Yeah. Okay, so we gotta put a, we gotta put and the AMG surpassing Intel pretty much every score, but again, it only affects so many people. But it is worth noting that if you can buy the AMD laptop for, you know, one or two thousand rand less because it has an AMD chip in it, then you're rocking, man. Don't be so yeah. nervous. You know? And that's a good way to segue into... Oh, <laughs> and here we are now. The 40th episode of the Overclocked Podcast. You do that every time, actually. Sometimes I'm aware of it, sometimes less so. The expression on your face changes, and then I'm like... <laughs> That was a good. That was a good. Uh, I think um, we can actually use that one. I don't have to cut it out like the last time. Sure. Um, <laughs> I am Lindsay Shooters, sharpshooters across all the social media, and I am your host. And joined as always by my good friend Tech Luminary Two, the ordinary people, the ordinary folk, who likes to steal all the color from my, my stories. <laughs> Kevin Dudley, Editor Tech Magazine, how are you doing? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay has got a habit of adding flourish to his work. <laughs> and it's a beautiful flourish. And then I tend to stamp all over it and regret it later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Gavin, Gavin, Apple made me very, 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 uh, very, 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 I can't you, say enough, very... You fell in the cauldron of magic potion entirely with Apple. No, okay. I didn't. No, 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 sure, so, but I think so in this case you're justified. Let us know what's exciting you. As you know, the iPad is the best device that Apple makes, but it is infuriating when it comes to things like file management. Let, let, me, let me just be agreeing with you on the iPad thing. It's taken me a while to work my way around to this position, but... <laughs> We are now unified in our position that iPad might be the best Apple product yes. on the market. Yeah. So now, mm-hmm. with the next software update, which is coming in the fall, um, which means our September, spring yeah, uh, September yeah. is mm. when the new when the new Apples come out. And hopefully, the public beta comes out next month. Anyway, iPad is being forked from iOS, and it's becoming iPad OS. It means it has its own kind of operating system with a couple of unique features yes. for iPads. Yeah? So part of the iPad OS feature set is a proper file manager with a downloads folder from Safari, if you download things on your web browser. Yeah. The web browser is now a proper desktop class browser, mm. as you can tell, to fetch specific web websites, the desktop versions are thereof. Um, it's I mean, getting it's getting all sorts of amazing things, but for me, like being able to s- plug an external hard drive into yeah. an iPad and see the files and work with the files for, is amazing. For those of us who are not big iPad users or even big iPhone users and so on, the idea that it doesn't have a file management system is completely weird. How do you find the file that you've stored on your iPad? You know, it's it's and you you were you learn to work without a file manager. But if you've ever used Windows and things like that, where you're used to being able to find the file you need. It's very disorientating to work without that. And um, Apple has resisted the, the public's drive for that feature for a very long time. They, they, there are probably good reasons for it, the security being key mm. and the ability to actually screw up your device being another. But um, now they've capitulated and, yeah. and Lindsay's extremely excited to have a file manager. Yes, because iPad for me is a PC replacement. Yep, I, I use go. mine as my primary computing device and now it's going to become more functional just as I'm ready to upgrade. So you can spend now 14,000 Rand. Okay, say, say that number again, Lindsay. 14,000 Rand right. on the 11-inch iPad Pro, 64 gig with Wi-Fi, no cellular. And your machine will be faster than 90% of other la- full-on laptops that are priced at the same. It really is quite extraordinary, the processing power they now put in a tablet. So 
Um, it's still an, it's an A12 probably. Yes, it's so A12X. So okay. it's two extra cores. Right. So the A12X, that's the bionic chip they started off putting in the phones this year, last year, last year, um, is an extraordinary thing. I think Apple doesn't get nearly enough credit mm. for developing its own processes that are streets ahead of everyone else. Yes. It's a huge amount of money and R&D that goes into creating your own microchips. And Apple's been doing it consistently for a while. And I think today is acknowledged as having chips far better than just about everything else on the market. And now that's what they're putting into your iPad. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm quite stoked about that. Um, around the way, there's other little announcements. So Mac OS, which is for their laptops and their computers, that's getting little iPad add-ons as well, where you can now use your, you will in the future be able to use your iPad as a second screen, right. wired or wirelessly right. to, to your MacBook. Um, and yeah, there's little bits of flourishes all over the place. Like I, iPhones are getting dark mode now, which yeah. I'm not too fussed not about at all. Okay, so here's one of the things that intrigued me, and I haven't gotten quite to the bottom of this. So you no longer need iTunes to sync your device with your PC or with your Apple PC, right? Yes. So whereas in the past, you would take your phone, you would plug it into a cable and connect it to the PC and things would sync across, right? No? Yes, there, there, no, there, there is still, there is still a, they've, they've now broken iTunes, the iTunes app, into three apps for content. So you get Apple TV, which is an app, you get the Apple Music app, and you get the Apple Podcasts app. But iTunes, which is which was used that that syncing function is now being put in as a sidebar to one of those applications. I think it's Apple Music. I'm not sure. Okay. But okay. that functionality will still exist within macOS. Okay. So I shoot a video on my iPhone yes. of my kid performing on a stage. Yes. I now want it on my PC, and I don't want to use the cloud. I want to transfer it straight to my. Okay. PC. Then you should just airdrop it, actually. Oh. Okay. Oh, on your PC? Yes, yes, yes. Not, not, not your Mac? Yes, oh, my no, PC. No, iTunes is still going to operate the as same usual. On the PC, so you're still going to plug the cable yeah. in and yeah. away you go. Okay. So there's, there's, your, no, there's no updates to the, to the okay. iTunes app on, on your PC? Mac, on, your Mac, on your Mac PC, what, how's it different On now? your Macintosh, you are just airdropping it. Yeah, um, which you could do before. Yeah, right. or you can plug it in as well. Okay, let's and say you're plugging it in, right? You're plugging your phone into be, your Mac there PC. There will be a sync option for Right, okay. All right. Interesting. That oh. you should just be airdropping things. Airdropping is airdrop is so fantastic. Okay, actually. airdrop only works if both devices are on the same Wi-Fi network. Uh, no, it's peer-to-peer. -peer. It opens up a peer-to-peer oh, -peer right, channel. Right, right. Okay, my mistake. My mistake. <laughs> right, right, right. Correct, correct. However, it assumes your device has Wi-Fi. Yes. Yes. So, which you know, I guess we can assume it will do. Yes. Yeah. Um, which does bring me on to uh, another Apple announcement. We don't want to get hooked up on Apple indefinitely. We know that you know probably only a minority of you are using Apple products. But here is the most kick-ass, most top-of-the-line, most serious Apple product for a long while. And that is the Mac Pro. Yes. So this is a desktop PC. It's a full tower-sized desktop PC. Cheese grater. Yeah, you, all in silver aluminium as usual. And it only really affects people who are using what we would call a graphics workstation. That is a high, high-powered, full-size multimedia computer so that you're using for editing video, editing sound, or, or doing like extreme Photoshop touching ups and things like that. So huge ad agency work, movie editing, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So serious, serious multimedia work, you could look forward to a Mac Pro. And the new Mac Pro, 
which starts at about a hundred thousand rand. Yes. I'll but say it's that full, again. Full, fully modular. Fully modular. Rand. By modular, we mean that inside the device, they now have lots and lots of slots, PCI Express slots inside the uh, inside the PC on the motherboard, which allows you to add a wide range of extra computing power, mostly graphics computing power, which you can then use for 8K video editing, never mind 4K, we go straight to 8K. Apparently you can edit three simultaneous streams of 8K video. Yes. It's hard to even imagine the kind of processing power that goes into that sort of thing, And guys. something stupid like 10 streams of 4K of video. Of 4K video. I mean, most PCs really struggle with one stream of 4K yeah. video. Most can't do it at all. Even if you had a good PC, you'd be lucky to do one the stream of 4K times video. Also, they, 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 yeah. they have their own processor now. They developed the processor specifically yes, to help with the rendering of video. I forget yes, what it's yes, called. Yes. But I mean, we over time on the segment now. And right. the, the one thing you should know from all of the, uh, the WWDC, the Worldwide Developer Conference 2019 announcements is you should get iPad as your next computer. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's been banging that drum for a while. Doesn't that, doesn't that segue into the next story, which is how to operate ah, with yes, mobile Gavin. tools? Uh, so I was stuck in a situation. I was doing hardcore work with only mobile devices on the weekend and I was thinking about how would Gavin actually <laughs> use this how would he make how could he swe seamlessly switch between like different device ecosystems so I have an Android phone and I have the iPad which I work and they don't work well together actually so I had to interface through OneDrive that's Microsoft's cloud storage yes. file storage because system. that works the same on both devices actually right. Um, how would you go about this? Uh, well, Kevin? first of all, I'm seeing a massive data bill for you here, but I'm guessing you're writing that off as part of like a business expense. Oh, I'm 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 expense claiming. I'm seeing that. gigabytes yeah, of mobile that, that, data that going was about down here. Two gigs, yeah, I went through about Only two, two gigs, gigs of that's data. That's not too yeah. bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. And that was bringing down like full video files, full like right. high res imagery. Yeah. Well, two gigs not bad because here's what typically happens to me when I interface my phone and my laptop, and I use the phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot. hotspot yeah. yeah. Immediately, you forget about how much data your PC is pulling down. So you check your mail, yeah. and that'll be like 40 megs, right? Yes. There, just because you didn't think about it, you know? And when, you, when you're on the Wi-Fi in the office, on the network, whatever, you don't think about this stuff. Then you browse a couple of web pages. You don't realize every web page is like five, six yes. meg. You know, you, you, you sort of 10, 12 pages in, and suddenly half your data cap has disappeared, like in an hour. And everyone's favorite, Windows starts back starts updating itself in the background. Oh it's goodness. syncing up things. It's syncing up your your OneDrive, yes. for example. You know, files you just created, pictures you just took, all sort of flooding down to your PC. And suddenly, within minutes of you hotspotting your laptop with your phone, you're a couple of hundred megs down, which you know most people don't recognize. So it's very hard to stop all those services that you've switched on for when your PC is connected to a regular network. Those things just keep going when you when you use a hotspot, and well, it's very really hard to limit those things. That's why I'm, I'm such a big proponent. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm such a big supporter of using uh, the mobile devices, so like iPads and like tablets and yes, those sorts of it's things. Much because, more constrained. Yeah, yeah. They, they they are a lot more efficient in terms of using data because they're using data per application that's open. So there's not yes. much running in the background. Mm. And only what you have open is what it's accessing. Whereas a PC, if you have five browser windows open, for yes. instance. At least two or three of them are going to be refreshing yes. automatically yes. in the background. Yeah. And running all the time. Plus, like the yep. update will be pulling down yep. like in the back. I think the 12.5 the 
3.1 OS update, mm. iOS update came down on my iPad Whoa. while I was Whoa. doing Okay, that's that quite stuff. serious. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that mm. that happened, but it just told me, like, should we install this later? So, so here's a tip. Here's a tip. Okay, massive data consumption aside, yeah. um, if you're using a Wi-Fi hotspot at home or at the office, mm. you could name your phone exactly the same as your home Wi-Fi hotspot and use the same password and that way when you turn on your phone hotspot the phone just the pc just connects automatically because it thinks you're at home that is very dangerous of course it's because very dangerous. then when you're at home and you happen to forget turn on the, your phone hotspot yeah forget that your phone hotspot is on no but you don't everything. turn on your phone hotspot because you're so anxious that you're constantly switching the hotspot off as soon as you can <laughs> or you sit at the time out you know and it turns itself off after a I couple found, minutes i found bluetooth tethering data connections is also quite handy it's not as stable Fast. or as fast yes. um so but if you're just doing something like browsing emails mm. or like catching up on emails or browsing a little mm -hmm. bit of web stuff or like syncing a word document or something yes it is good just to to bluetooth that and it is a lot less power intensive on mm. the phone okay um, I, so, I found bluetooth low energy does does kick in there so our short answer is if you're going to take your full windows pc and hotspot that in an environment like Lindsay was working Don't. where there's no wi-fi no, you can but be aware that there will be Windows processes going on in the background that are consuming far more data than you ever thought. It's syncing up your cloud storage, it's checking this, it's checking that, the mail's coming down automatically in the background, and, and so on. And you must expect to run up a couple of hundred megs, even in a few minutes. Yes. So unless you can afford that, you want to avoid that situation. Now, Lindsay's working with an iPad as his PC, yeah. so he's pairing that with his keyboard and he's using his fancy little pen and so on. And there, your data use is much more streamlined yes. and much more controllable. So if you're someone who's going to move into an environment where you think you're going to have to work mobile a lot, you might want to consider a tablet as a much more yeah. efficient way to go. Yeah. I also find that it brings a lot more focus to your work when, you, when you're working mobile because you can only focus like on one or two things at a time, like through, through the iPad screen, just because the interface is so constrained. Uh, the other thing is file management is best done on the cloud, I've, I've found. It's great if you have an iPhone and an iPad and you're pulling things like off messages, messaging apps from your iPhone and airdropping it to your mm. iPad. That is amazing. I was sharing content to other parties mm. in the same facility that I was in okay. by, via um, airdrop. Uh, just because in the media production business, Macintosh is the dominant form. Okay. All the photographers are working right. on that. So it's, it, for me, it's imperative to have a Apple device mm. in my ecosystem just so I can interface with the other parties. Okay. Um, um, there's another another hot tip maybe we can pass on something we covered in the past. So we're both quite big fans of Google's note-taking app called Keep. Keep. And what you'll find is if you um, your your Keep notes, which are almost like big sticky notes, uh, you can keep that running on both your tablet and your phone. Yes. And if you need to move pieces of text around between the tablet and yeah, the phone, doing you, it can, that you, way is you the put best. it in Keep, and it automatically and instantaneously syncs, so that keeping keeping the keep app open on both sides means the text is available on both yeah. sides all the time so that's one way to pass text quickly between the two yeah. um but yeah it's, it's all about being being aware of your limitations and knowing your tools inside and out i have a curveball question yes what if i want to use a mouse on my ipad uh, that can't happen until ipad os are arrives. you sure yes so you cannot you, use a mouse you are working iPad right keyboard now. and tap keyboard yes. and tap okay yes. fine See, you know, I, I find that so hard. But then, 
you know, I've, I can't say I've ever been a tablet power user. You know, I've used plenty of tablets, but I've never been a power user, not in the way that Lindsay is. So there we have that. <laughs> cool. You can use a mouse on your phone screen, though. Yes, that's, that's the phone. weird thing about it. That's the weird thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is great if you have, like, one of the six inches and up, like, yep, sure, those sorts sure. of phones. But talking about nice little segue, Gavin. Mm, so we got mm, done mm. on that segment. We went a little bit over, but I think there's a lot of valuable information there. Our take a lot tech treasure this week right. is wireless mouses. So I'm a fan of Bluetooth mice. I do not own any though, okay. which is weird. <laughs> so I have a Microsoft wireless mouse that has the little dongle thing that you mm. plug, the small USB thing that you plug mm. into a USB port, and that works pretty well. And then I have a Razer Mamba wireless, Chroma wireless. Mm. So that's wired or wireless. So it has a little stand that it charges on as well. Yes. Um, and that, which is a full-blown gaming mouse. Yes. By the way. A very serious gaming mouse, <laughs> which is using to but write stories. I desperately want a Microsoft Sculpt Bluetooth. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay, I haven't fully understood your requirement. So. I need something that's not going to take up an extra mm. port on my limited like ports that I have, okay. and something that can work via Bluetooth. Okay, we might have to discuss this in a bit more detail offline. Yes, what so are your what, are, what when you're looking at wireless mice? That's exactly my criteria: is Bluetooth mouse um, that doesn't take up USB ports on my laptop. However, mm -hmm. I have noticed, to my chagrin, to my deep frustration is that some Bluetooth mouses conflict with some of my Bluetooth headsets ah. and they cause things to crash and it gets on my nerves. So in particular games, I found certain Bluetooth headsets cause my games to crash and that gets on my nerves because oh you know, you're in the middle of something important. And I found that they're obviously just arguing with each other about who has what priority when yeah. and so on. So um, Bluetooth mouse is great for saving a port, not, I would find, as reliable as the mouse that requires the separate little USB yes, dongle. Or a hardwired. Yeah, or a hardwired mouse. So not quite as reliable, but certainly very economical, very great for saving USB ports, especially on modern laptops where there are fewer and fewer and fewer of them. Yeah. But for me, the Microsoft Mobile, Microsoft Bluetooth Mobile Mouse 3600, mm. so 3600, is 400 bucks now on take a lot it's usually 529 rand 530 rand and that is it's got the, the microsoft blue track technology which is an invisible sort of blue laser yes that which works, works on, on any it can work on granite yeah it <laughs> works on glass <laughs> it works on glass works on my couch <laughs> where i actually do use it's amazing it. and microsoft really put a lot of design work into the yeah. ergonomics yeah um so it's, it's a fantastic little little device and it really it outlasts everything by orders of magnitude yeah 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 um, so, I mean, you you did kind of jump my favorite product there. My second choice would be Logitech for wireless yeah. mouse, especially uh, travel mouses, which is what I'm thinking of right now. And there, the M220 is a great product. Ooh. I mean, it's just it's very robust and it lasts a long time. I haven't found it on Take A Lot, but I know it is here somewhere. I've seen it before. And um, its biggest feature is that it's silent. That sounds really ridiculous. Okay, so you don't hear any clicking when you press the buttons yeah. and you don't hear any sounds when you operate the wheel, which is like kind of a bit weird because sometimes you rely on that sort of auditory feedback. But I think what they found, especially in oversensitive European countries, is that all the clicking and tapping and whirring of the wheel 
all contributes to the sort of background noise of your office and, and contributes to your stress levels, apparently, so I've heard. So, uh, there is that. Then on the very high end of the market, like the one mouse to rule them all, <laughs> I would say is the Logitech MX Master 2S Bluetooth mouse. Mm. That is a princely sum of 1,600 Rand right Good now. Good gracious, for a mouse. For a mouse, but Whoa. this mouse has like a million buttons and you can customize it and it's just an incredible thing. It's sculpted very ergonomically as well. You can use it all day. It's endorsed by people like MKBHD and... Uh, okay, you better tell people who MKBHD is. Uh, Marquez Brownlee is probably one of the biggest tech YouTubers right now. Like, if you don't know who MKBHD is and you love tech and you watch a lot of YouTube, you got problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay, meanwhile, there's a new brand which has come on the market and I'm throwing a bit of weight behind it because I've used now half a dozen of their products, all of which have been fantastic. And that is a brand called Trust, which is interesting in itself. Um, and Trust has a wide range of mouses of all kinds, including many cabled mouses for people who can't be bothered with batteries and things like that. Um, uh, there's a great Trust mouse called the YVI, which is a mere 160 Rand, but it's a, it's a nice, compact, small size, very simple, battery life of several months. And I would throw a bit of weight behind Trust. You, you, it's not the same build quality as a Microsoft or Logitech, but much more affordable and almost as reliable in most respects. So um, if you're not going to get my Logitech M235 silent mouse, do get a Trust cordless mouse. Battery life is extraordinary. And there's a quite a wide range to choose from, but they're all somewhere between 100 and 250 Rand. So do look at that. Cool. Um, and that's about it for that segment. Uh, Gavin, just a little other couple of things going around. Mm. We obviously have a new cabinet, smaller than the last one. They've combined mm. a few portfolios. Bizarrely, they have combined I science and technology with higher education. I could not and get given my that head around that. Man, <laughs> science and technology, just technology could be a whole ministry mm. in itself, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, and how that enables the workforce, society, yes. e-government, all these things. Now they've lumped it into higher education, one of the most embattled yes. ministries. Ugh, I'm deeply frustrated by that, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see, and then... Uh, well, the, who the, I do have a lot of time for is Naledi Pandor, was the previous Minister of Higher Education. So, well, you know, she's Blade, now... Blade, Blade was... Yeah, Blade's not bad, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. He was, he, what was he? Not he education. was high education. Naledi Pandor was science and technology. No, I can't remember, but... but uh, I can't remember who She was, at one stage she was. Yes, uh, I think education. she became higher education. Oh, it doesn't matter. So, who is higher education now? Blade and Zimane. Blade now, right, So he's okay. retained... But, He's retained our education and okay. then um, science and technology has been lumped into his portfolio. Okay. And then his, his SACP compatriot, yes. <laughs> um, okay. Gwede Mantashe, oh. has now kept retained minerals and yes. they've lumped together minerals and energy like okay. it was in the past. Sure. Which I don't have a big problem with because probably with what ESCOM is going through now and like the mining mm. output that has dropped because of the ESCOM problems and the economy needs to shift away from these places. Resources, and sure. Someone who is 
affair with the trade unions. We'll be getting a little in the weeds because now you're yes. in minerals and energy. I suppose <laughs> energy does kind of affect the tech energy, sector, let's yeah, say. Yeah, okay. but yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy with, with science and technology being yes. lumped in with higher education. Um, I think it, it's, it's an important growth area for yeah, our economy going it's, forward. It's an enabler for the rest of the yeah. economy and now it's just been lumped in with other things. But the other thing we need to keep track of is the communications portfolio. Yeah. So we knew for some time that they would be combining communications with... I forget. Uh, not postal services. Uh, what was it? Broadcast. Uh, well, the point is that the SABC, and now now you end up with the entire broadcast yeah. environment plus the entire cellular environment yes. plus the entire telecoms environment, all kind of in one portfolio. This is key because we're seeing big fiber rollouts. We've got five G coming, and we've got the unbundling of. Well, not quite the unbundling of DSTV, but let's say the broadcast rights yes. for other people. We're trying to get uh, sports broadcasting unbundled from DSTV's complete yeah, monopoly. Yeah, the, the, debate, so the b- debates are currently happening. And then we've got that set-top box thing happening, which is now no longer happening. Yes. And blah, blah, blah. So there's quite a lot going on in that communications portfolio we need to keep an eye on. Cool, mm. but let's keep an eye on that over the yep. next couple of weeks. Um, I am, as always, Lindsay Shooters, Sharpshooters, S-H-A-R-P. S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. You are listening to the Overclock underscore Z-A. O-V-R-C-L-K-D underscore Z-A podcast. And Gavin likes to be emailed at... Jeez. Uh, okay, you're going to stop. You've got to stop using that. Okay, you're going to stop using that. No. The tech Magazine, which is the biggest, most powerful tech magazine in the country. It's called Tech Magazine. It's the most important consumer electronics publication in the country by far. Not because I say so, but because all the numbers say so. You worked on the marketing line, bro. (laughs) And you can find us at Tech Magazines on Facebook is the best place to get a hold of us. Do drop us a line and do keep listening to the podcast. I know we've got a couple new listeners. Do tell your friends and do feel free to let us know what you'd like to hear. Tell sharpshooters what you'd like to hear and we'll make sure we answer your requests. Cool. I'm out. Good night. <laughs>